Welcome back to the Lost Joystick Network, episode 33. My name is Mike, joined always by my co-host, Jay. Jay, how are you? Good. Lost my beard. Yeah, I see that. I've been trying to find it. Jay came over a few days ago, and everybody was like, who's the strange man that just walked into the house? <laughs> hey, Homer just got here, and he's got <laughs> tattoos. Yeah, that's weird. He only has that one that says Starland Vocal Band, and they suck! Anyway. I'm going to get a Mr. Plow tattoo. Oh, you should. That's a good one. So, before we get too far into the how was your week, I wanted to talk about something. We host the show on Anchor, yeah. and one of the features that you get from hosting with Anchor is that you have access to a voicemail system. So, people can go to anchor.fm forward slash lost joystick network and leave us a voicemail. So I would recommend everybody getting drunk and leaving us drunk voicemails. So somebody did? Did. Hey, you guys. You're really good. <laughs> Nobody's ever said that drunk or sober. You guys suck. So I'm going to play the I'm going to play the voicemail from you. It comes from a gentleman named Jackson Kubler. He hosts a podcast called Two Consoles Too Late. T W O Consoles T O O Late. It's kind of interesting. I'll do a little bit of it earlier. Here we go. Ready? Hey, Jay. Hey, Mike. This is Jackson from the Two Consoles Too Late podcast. I just want to let you guys know that if Johnny Iucci is killing anyone's podcast, it's mine. All right. I don't have a co-host or one of those quirky 8-bit intro songs or a video podcast live stream with a really cool looking bad dudes poster in the background. All right. All I have is a microphone and a Twitter account. Okay. So game on, guys. Okay. So let me start with this. Number one, obviously there was some fidelity issue, perhaps with Anchor's system. I don't know. Um, but I'm not really sure how I'm supposed to respond to that. Is it game on with us? Is it game on with Johnny, who's somehow destroying his podcast? Or is he saying game on, gamers? Play on, player. I think he wants to fight Johnny in the alley. Okay. Dance off. Valdor says dance off. That could be that's, good. That's legit. Anyway. Maybe it is a dance off. <laughs> Perhaps. Maybe it's dance off anyway. to video game music. 8 bit yeah. video game music. So it is game on with the two consoles too late podcast. And Jackson, we accept your challenge. And thank you for listening. And thank you for leaving a voicemail. And anybody else listening, please do the same. <laughs> and hey, take a listen to take a listen to his podcast. We could do that. We can do Yeah, I did. Listen. I Check listened it to it. They should. I checked it out. I it's already plugged it. Listen, literally tens He's of people. He's only got a handful of episodes, right? Literally tens of people have already heard from us about this now. Jay, how was your week? It was good until today. <laughs> <laughs> I have to agree with you there. Honestly, it was pretty uneventful. As always, I know you guys are shocked. Yeah. But I haven't really done anything. Yeah, yeah. Went over to your place on Sunday. Yeah, we I'll played. you talk about that a little bit, though. There's kind of a big deal on that day. Connor's birthday? Yeah, thank you. I thought you were talking about something for the show. No, I was talking. You asked me how my week was. Part of my week entailed going to your house for Connor's birthday. Yes, it was my son's birthday party, which we had a little late because he was with his mother during his birthday. So Bro we had his 19, though. So we had some people over, had a good time, hung out, and Jay and I played some games and talked and strategized for the podcast. Try to be more, more active on the social media front. I am trying to do that. So... Anyway, uh, with all that being said, so my week has been good. Yeah, how's your week been? 
It's been my my job has been busy and I don't like it, but it's fine. So apparently, neither one of us have social lives outside nah, of work right it's now. It's all right. And then I've just been, you know, I've really been trying to get like all of my duplicate stuff organized. Like I'm going to start getting rid of some of this stuff. So like I've got a bunch of Model Two Sega CDs. I've got a Turbo Duo RX I want to mod. I've got multiple working Saturns. I've got overflow of Super Famicom games. I'm going to start getting rid of some of it. Just the the extra stuff. Nothing out of my personal collection. Just things that I don't need two of. So I have been working on that. What else did I do? I, I will say that as we get into the next part of the show, I spent some time with Kalen. Kalen was here for our last show. Yep. And the last thing that we did is he and I had gone out and done a little shopping the day he got here, the day after, the day he got here. Yeah, the day he got here. Yeah. But we really did the majority of our shopping on the Friday and Saturday after we recorded last time or whatever it was. That and was then you, probably the Saturday we went up to Saginaw yes. and Bay City, right? Yep. Went to like four different game stores and Crazy Quarters Arcade and... We went to a really nice uh, taqueria that had like barbecue that place tacos. Was good. Yeah, the second time we went there, same place we went with Matteo. I was pretty happy I went up there. The tacos of that place were delicious, and they had nice beer too. Yeah, they definitely helped. So, but uh, with that being said, that's just a little catch up on us. So that takes us to what? What does that bring us, Jay? Well, the next spot on here says uh, it brings us to our collecting update. So, Jay, time for the collecting update. You heard the music. You know what that means. Time to face it. (laughs) What'd you buy? Let me think about that. Nothing. You suck. I do. I don't buy anything. Well, I got, we talked about the whole, I got the PlayStation in in action and the Xbox in action. So I've been playing some games. I've just been playing that stuff. I need to get back on um, The Last of Us. Yes, you do. Because I'll say I, that, that I'll talk a little bit about that in my collecting update, which I know yours is going to take a while. So go ahead. No spoilers, though. You can't give me any spoilers. You got to be very no. vague with The Last of Us. I won't. I won't. I won't tell you anything about the game. Okay. That's really I don't have. So anything. that's it. Yeah, I haven't got anything. <laughs> I will start by saying I did purchase The Last of Us for PS5, the remaster. I have played through it already. I'm ready to play. Like I think it's the game plus version where you can say I have unlimited ammo or unlimited unlimited crafting or those kinds of things. It changes how the games play. But you've already played through it, so not you, me. But if you've already played through it, it's kind of a nice way to go do it again. So it has it has been a lot of fun. I enjoyed that a great deal. Good. So, uh, I, but I love that game. It's one of the very few that I would go buy a PS5 remaster of a game I played on the PS4 that was released on the PS3. So there aren't that many of them, and that's one of them. So, when are they right. do a Last of Us three? They're, I'm sure they will. They're doing a Last of Us TV show. I don't even know why the hell I'm asking. I haven't even finished one. I'm yeah, halfway would, through it. I would pump the brakes if I was you. Yeah, you're, you're not that. even five percent of the way through it, buddy. Am I really? You're you haven't even gotten to where you get the main character of the story. Oh, shit. One of the two main characters. Yeah, I, I really need to get in there. <laughs> Sarah says, "Fuck the clickers." <laughs> you got that right. So anyway, but um, I've actually quite bought. I'm sorry, I sir. I have actually purchased quite a bit recently. So I went on a little Xbox 360 buying spree because I live in the world where I'm like, these games aren't going to always be cheap forever. Oh, right? yeah, I went with you the other day. So I went and bought like 
the 25 best Xbox 360 games, like things I didn't have, like Bioshock. Uh, I didn't have Bioshock 2. You know, like uh, I have a whole picture of them, but like think of all the best games on Xbox 360. And I went and picked all of them up. At one point, I bought like a stack of them for $60 from Disc Replay. Anyway, I bought a number of Xbox 360 games. I probably bought a lot of them. Too many. So. Did you get a Connect? I have a Connect somewhere. Do you play with it? No. Why? My reasons are private. <laughs> okay. It's really none of your business. And you I really actually. Thought it, you really thought it was up from here, didn't you? I could, I'm, honestly, I'm a little offended you asked. Anyway, but I bought a bunch of Xbox 360 games. That's the third time I've said that now. But I bought a number of other things. While, while Kalen was in town, we went out and did a nice little, you know, round trip of, of shopping. We went down to Utica, Walled Lake, hit the Retro Tacos, the stores here in Flint. And then we spent a day up in Saginaw. You were with us that day running around. And I think we even wound up all the way to Midland. No, oh, Mike's done. He's leaving. All right. I got a show. lot of stuff to put on. Oh, you aren't leaving. I thought it was just going to be a one-man show now. So one of the things I didn't bring with me or that I have to um, mention is I did a trade with Kalen. So I traded him some things, and I got a bunch of NES boxes and a couple of other things. Uh, the NES boxes were like I, TNC Surf Designs, The Adventures of Bayou Billy, things I was kind of surprised I didn't have. But, yeah. but I got those from him. And then I actually got the back art and manual for... NBA Life 98 for the Sega Saturn with Tim Hardaway on the front, whose son played at Michigan. Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> Very Exactly, that's right. But anyway, let's see. Wow, what a game. Yes, it's amazing. Let's see here. I picked up a couple of Turbo games down at the Retro Taku stores in Madison Heights in Walled Lake. So I got Ninja Spirit and Moto Rotor. So I know, very exciting. Moto Rotor is kind of like the F1 racing game Mario game for the Famicom disc system. It's kind of like the overhead view type game. And then I haven't played Ninja Spirit yet, but I've heard good That's things a good about game. it. Um, I finally got a gray cart of The Legend of Zelda, The Adventures of Link, Zelda 2. Nice. So I didn't have that gray cart, the classic series cart. Grabbed really? that. You didn't have that? Yeah, I know. I didn't have it. So I just grabbed it. That and the Bayou Billy both kind of throw me off. Yeah, I know. I don't know how I didn't have the box for The Adventures of Bayou Billy, but here we are. Yeah. Okay. So, also, uh, I uh, purchased a couple things off of our friend John, so Retro Game Enthusiast, who we will talk to in a little bit. He sold me a sealed copy of Dr. Chaos for the Famicom Disk System, which I did not have. And he actually sent in a couple of other things. Now, he, he also sold me some RAM adapters for the Famicom Disk System itself, but nobody wants to hear about that. Um, he also sold me, or sent me, actually, as a gift... Mario Brothers for the Famicom in this cute, adorable little box, and Tetris for the Famicom. So that was very nice of him. Thank you, John. That's nice because you gave away your your copy. We of gave Tetris. away the copy. Well, John sent it to us specifically to give away. But yes, it was yeah. never my copy. It was oh, my copy okay. to give away. Um, I purchased some Atari games. So I think we got these at the One Up next to Crazy Quarters in Saginaw, Bay City, right? It's Bay City. Yeah, it's Bay City. That's where you got those. So Mega Mania. Activision. Because I think you and Kalen both got a couple. Didn't yeah. Kalen get a couple Atari games yep. there too? He got, well, I'll get to it. Yeah, yes. Sorry. He got, I got grabbed Donkey Kong. These are all 2600. Pac-Man, like the original Pac-Man, no sticker. And Yars Revenge, the black box Sears telegame version of Yars oh. Revenge, which I'm glad I grabbed because if I wouldn't have, Kalen would have bought it because he wound up buying the black box telegames version of Space Invaders, which oh, was yeah, right next right. to it. So the real coup de gras of what I bought though, 
was this. Baseball Stars 2 for the Neo Geo AES Complete. That has been sitting at RetroTaku for a few months. And I kept telling myself I wasn't going to buy it. And they have a special every year. If you buy this hat, you get 10% off everything in the store, which I had. And then they also had 10% off all of their used games. So I actually got to stack those two things and I wound up purchasing the game because of it. So I was pretty excited about that. I picked up, uh, that's I think my sixth or seventh AES game. So I was pretty happy to. I think it's seven, isn't it? I think it is seven. Well, maybe eight because I got the Magician Lord loose too. I think it's eight. Oh, oh yeah. So, but yeah, so that's pretty spooky, you know. <laughs> spooky? Ooh. Actually, Pac-Man you know could Pac-Man's be spooky. Got He's ghosts. got ghosts. He's got ghosts. <laughs> He's got ghosts. So that's a little bit about what I picked up. Um, I also grabbed Alien Storm for the Genesis from Kyle at Retro. He got that in. It was complete. Looked good. So I grabbed it. And uh, that was pretty much it. So what you, what you doing? Oh, yeah. See the little, I, I look at this yet. All right. That's awesome. John's a good guy. He is a good guy. Yes. Yep. He also sent me my book back. I've had my, my no effects book that I lent him during COVID. <laughs> and I was like, you can keep it as long as you want. And he's like, no, no, I'll send it back. So he did. So that's cool. Finally got that back. So, yep, that's a little bit of the update on what I bought. And obviously, you know, the, your, your haul as well. So, Jay, why don't you tell the people listening what we're here to talk about? What we're here to talk about. What's today's topic du jour? Today's topic du jour is chewy lemon heads. I mean, Dr. Chaos for the Nintendo Entertainment System. I know Tyler's in the chat probably just freaking out because he has he, we've never done a Nintendo game. Yeah, it's our first NES game that we've ever done. Yeah. So, you know, I just want to make sure everybody understands we've been waiting to... If we're going to do one, you got to do a good one. Yes, Dr. Cast it is. Right, so... A little bit of the... Uh, a little taste of the Dr. Chaos ambiance. Ooh, what's that? Anyway, Tyler, I got bad news for you, friend. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so. Yeah, Dr. Chaos for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yep. Jay, why don't you tell me a little bit about the release of this game? Well, it was released in Japan, June 17th, 1987. Yeah. On the Famicom Disk System. And I'm going to butcher this name, so I'm going to have you say it for me. I'm going to probably screw it up too, but I believe it is. You'll get better than I will. I believe it is Dokuda Kausu Jingoku no Tobira, which translates to Dr. Chaos Hell's Gate. That's a pretty cool name. It's a cool name. And then what? And then it was released in North America, November 1988. We didn't have a specific day on that one. No, no, you don't so, get them like you do over there. Nope. We're not we as don't. put together over here. You want to give me some gameplay and story oh, info? Oh, man. I was, I'm so glad you asked. So You're waiting, aren't you? This game, it's an action-adventure game, and it's a point-and-click adventure game. Okay? And the premise is, you are Michael Chaos, which I want that to be my name. We could change it. It can be Michael Chaos or Michael Scarn. Either one is fine. I'll be either one. And as Michael Chaos, you are the brother of the mad physicist, Dr. Jin Chaos. 
So Dr. Jin Chaos, or Dr. Chaos in this case, has created an international or interdimensional warp gate. That is his latest invention. And it allows access to, quote, worlds beyond our own. And you just show up one day, right? Like, you're just going to see your brother. Crazy brother lives in a mansion. You know, probably an eccentric, affluent guy, right? And he shows up and the whole mansion is fucked up. There's monsters everywhere. There's mutants everywhere. What, tell me a little bit about the the monsters and mutants in this game. And the monsters and mutants that are everywhere? So they we are got everywhere. Yep. We've got crimson ghosts. Yeah, they're the 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 face of the crimson ghost is literally From, yeah. look yeah, it looks like to me. Most people would probably correlate that with the misfits. Correct, yes. But yes, it's the crimson ghost. And then soggy boob mo- saggy boob monsters. <laughs> yeah, you I you dubbed soggy. them saggy boob monsters. Yeah, they look like they have a they, bunch of flapjack boobs. They have like three sets of them, it almost looks like. And a number of other poorly drawn yeah they get the skull bat guy with wings like yeah. it's like the avenge sevenfold kind of album cover yeah, guy kind of kind of kind of like maybe that. that's what they took their album art from was perhaps from Dr. It, w- it could have been influenced by doc you know what i wouldn't be surprised based on the quality of that music it's a good band avenge sevenfold i mean they're no 311 but <laughs> what, what is my friend <laughs> anyway um so you show up, places run amok with monsters and mutants, and you, I don't know how you determine this, but you have to go collect the pieces of this laser. You have to go to all these, they're called warp zones, in this, this place that he's created this interdimensional warp gate, and you must go to all these warp zones to collect these pieces of this laser that you must assemble. Once you assemble the laser, you can then in turn go to the the person that's in charge of all this the final boss canbarian farting lion yeah the farting lion exactly (laughs) we'll get to that in a minute but you 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 have to collect all these pieces by defeating all the bosses of all these different warp levels once you get all the pieces together you can go fight the final boss and and defeat him when people say what kind of game is this the only thing i can say is if you've ever tried to play like imagine you're playing goonies and Goonies 2 on NES, along with the Friday, Friday the 13th and Super Pitfall. Oh, it's, so that makes it sound like a great game. It's those three <laughs> games mashed together in just a... It's a perfect combination of the three, I'd say, if you're really trying to get to the core of what it is. So so is that what you would call a polished turd? We'll get to each other's opinions of the game much later in the show, but, uh, you know... I was we'll, just kind of asking, I mean... I mean, there are people out there that like, like Goonies 2 and Friday the 13th. I don't know if there's I'm anybody sure there that likes Super Pitfall. But anyway, so yes, essentially it's a side-scrolling platformer. It has point-click adventure as well. You are scrolling through the mansion. That's your side-scrolling part. While you're doing that, you must go into these rooms. And these rooms are where you can get to those warp zones. So you go into the rooms and you get lost yeah. because that's when you go into that faux three-dimensional dungeon crawlery kind of interface that you'd get from Goonies. And they're like our windows and there are doors and there are closets and you must open them and look for things like the weapons that you can get, which are a knife, which you start with yeah. a handgun, a machine gun and grenades. grenades. So, but what you can also do in those rooms is you can try to find these warp levels. You have to like hit the walls. Yes. Like you have four different things that you have as these point and click actions. They are open, get, go and hit. So when you walk into a room like that, you can say, Put you, you you basically point it at like the dresser and say open it and you open it maybe there'll be a gun in there or not and or you'll and if there is a gun in there you hit get and you you'll be able to grab it sometimes you will hit the wall and it will create this hole right 
I don't want to get too far off track, but there's actually like a homing device tracing unit that you can find in the game. Yeah. And that when you have that, it will you will know when you go into these rooms whether you can warp out of them or not. That's how you discover where the warp zones are. You can also find items. You can The items are all vitamins, so like yellow and red vitamins. Sometimes when you beat a, a boss, you can also get blue vitamins. They are the most powerful ones, I believe. What do the blue vitamins do? Boner alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the... the <laughs> I, I hesitate to use the word interesting, <laughs> but one of the interesting parts of this game is that you can only collect items in the point-and-click interface. You must stock all of the things that you get then. You use them in the side-scrolling part of the game, but you must get them when you're in that that three-dimensional type interface. Yeah. You can't find weapons or vitamins or anything like that other than at the end of the levels with the bosses. There's yes. none of that stuff anywhere. Yes. We talked about the 10 warp zones you got to find to find the laser pieces. There are also some pieces of equipment. Why don't you tell me a little bit about the pieces of equipment that you can find to upgrade your character in this action-adventure game? We get the ultra space sensor. And that's the that's the sensor that's the we talked about. It shows you it shows you when you're in an area that you can warp, like you'd be able to warp. You got to find how to yes. warp out of, right? You get the air helmet, which you need for the underwater levels. Of I which think there's, there's three, four, three. There's three underwater levels. Everybody, okay. everybody's favorite. Yes, because nobody likes underwater levels in any game. N- no. Okay. You know where I really hate them? Last of Us. There's nothing I hate more than There's diving under the water oh, and then being yeah. like, well, can't make it back up. I guess I'll just watch this guy drown then. Like I'm watching my worst fears in life come alive. Like, around, like, yeah, well, okay, you can drown in the game, Jay. That's a spoiler. Yep, sorry. I've ruined the game. Don't play it. I'll tell all you right, all about it. Back to my equipment. Yeah, so I can get jump boots. What do the jump boots let you do? Uh, jump. That's true. They let you jump higher. Duh. And then what else? You get a shield suit. And what does it do? It shields you. So in, well, how, how would that help you? It, your energy depletes slower. See, to me, that's, you get hit. that's not incentive. <laughs> no. That means I might stay alive longer in the game. Right? So, and anyway. you also get to assemble pieces of the laser, which are required to fight the final boss. Canabarian. Canabarian. We Canabarian. talked about that a little bit earlier. But Lion yeah. farts. If you go, you can go to him at any time. It's almost like... Zelda 2, you can go to the last uh, palace if you want. Now, in Zelda 2, if you show up at the last palace, you get smoked immediately. You're oh, like, yeah, you're dead. You die. Yeah. In this game, you can go fight Ken Barian at the without all the pieces of laser, but you can't hurt him. You just show up and shoot at him and nothing happens, so why? He just laughs and kills you. He just growls and farts. Yes, he does. <laughs> Lion farts. Jay, tell me a little bit about the background and development of this game. I'll help, because I know there's some stuff in there you don't want to talk about. <laughs> There's a couple names in here I probably don't want to yeah, do. I always yeah. butcher them. I'm terrible with that. I know. So, um, well, the game was developed by Marionette, which is a programming company, and SRS, which is the design company. Right. They did the design part. Yes. Yep. Um, it was published by FCI. You want to say? The, what the, the Fujisanki Communications International, and they are? They're the American arm of Fujisaki Communications Group. Yep, which is a big Japanese uh, media conglomerate. They were the ones that did Fuji, Fuji TV, TV. Yep. all that kind of stuff. So they're a big, like, I don't know if it would be more like Comcast or NBC or whichever it was, but they were, that's what they did back then. Yep. Yep. And the other games they published in the U.S., of course, was Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, Pool of Radiance for the NES. The best Advanced Dungeons & Dragons Hell game. Hell yeah. Oh. And? And then Phantom Fighter, also for the NES. And, and they did a number of other games, but most of them did not make it to the U.S. Those like, were probably the most notable. These were the only U.S. games for the NES that they did besides 
Dr. Chaos, neither of which I think people would put on, you know, they would not They'd be a, hold would the be highest. A top 500. We'll see. Maybe top Stay 100. tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned and we'll okay. find out. All right. So, yeah, the designer was uh, Seishi Yokota, and he was also involved in the design of AD&D, Pool of Radiance, and Fan and Finder. Fan. Honestly, what I found is most of the people involved in any aspect of this game were involved in, uh, you know, the AD&D game and the Phantom Fighter as well. Yeah. So, let me we, know. I got a question for you sure. because we started to segue it a little bit, but uh, what do we got for reception? Or am I jumping ahead? Did well, you that's what I was else? just going to lead into. So, oh, I was going to ask you. you know, I was going to ask you. Where do you think on Polygon's top 500 games of all time that Dr. Chaos for the NES or for the Famicom Disk System landed? I'd say it'd be around 497. It was not ranked. Oh. Okay. I know it's, it's hard to believe. No, it this, wasn't. Look, that list was made in like 2018, man. A lot of games have come out since, like 30 years. Who knows? Maybe at 20, in 1988, it might have been on the list. Mm. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> what about Game Informer? Game Informer's top 100 games of all time, 2001, a little earlier. Where did it land? <laughs> well, we just need to bring that back. What about Game Informer's top 200 games in 2009? What do you think about we'll that? We'll go with a big goose egg on that one, too. Yeah, we're just going to go. We're going to go 0 for 3 on that one. So, so I went to, I couldn't find a lot on the reception of this game. The, this game was not uh, featured in any... It was not on the cover of any Nintendo Power magazine. I don't remember a lot of advertisement, although there is a cool advertisement from the back of a comic book that I thought was pretty cool, I found. That was about it. Yeah, this right. game did not receive a big budget from an advertising or development perspective, is my guess. But, but anyway, so I went to Moby Games, which is a good resource for information about games like this, right? And they, they have their own rating system. Right, you can go and write the game, and people can write reviews. And some of these have been there for gosh, 15, 20 years now. So I, I grabbed a couple of them and I, I threw them in here. So do you want do you want to read these, or do you want me to read these? You want to share them? I'll read one. You yeah, you one? pick. Which one do you want to do? I'll do the Honest Gamers one. Okay, Honest Gamers. That's the first one. Go ahead. Okay. So as I applaud Doctor Chaos for impl- implementing some unique ideas, there are elements of Metroid and Castlevania Two: Simon's Quest here, and even some survival horror elements due to the item management. This could have been one of those forgotten 8-bit classics, but the poor controls, repetitive item farming, and awful music, which I argue that, I think it had good music, kept this dedicatedly in in the B tier of NES games. Dr. Chaos is destined to forever remain one of the... One game with the really cool box art that very few people ever played, and that's really the best. Really for the best. So I'm going to say this. I don't think it's fair to say that very few people ever played it. I think a lot of people got this game and played it. They just didn't do it for very long or enjoy it. No. That's my guess. Okay. No. So, yeah, that was Honest Gamers on Moby Games. That was a review that they had written about the game. Now, the other one is uh, ClassicGames.net, which Classic-Games.net, which is still a site, by the way, still alive, out there, kicking. I didn't like Dr. Chaos back in the day, and I don't like it now. I approached this playthrough with fresh eyes and as sort of a cleaning up unfinished business. Although I actually completed the game this time, I felt no sense of accomplishment, but instead the overwhelming feeling that I had just wasted my time. Avoid this one. And this is, and he says, there aren't many games I've hated within a few minutes of picking up the controller. Dr. Chaos is definitely one of them. Ouch. That's rough. Okay. I'm not going to lie. That's tough. Yeah. So, 
little bit of the uh, Dr. Cass room I music. I still say the music isn't bad. I have to agree with you. I don't mind the the, the intro, intro screen. Good. The intro screen music and the room that music we just heard. I like it, but and it the, is repetitive. And the actual splash screen's good. They wrote like three 12 second jingles, and that's all you hear through the whole game. Yeah, that's true. I guess and it would get repetitive. He makes a very good point that. You have to, every time that you complete a warp zone, you must come back to the house and go into these same spaces and get the gun and get the grenade and get these things. Because like I said, you can only get them in the point and click area. You cannot get them any other way. So, okay, all that being said, time to move into the LJN game rating section of the show. We're going to call John first. Yes, sir. Then we're going to go Robbie. Yep. Myself, Jay, and then we have a review from our friend Sashimi Z. Can't wait to hear what he has to say. Can't wait. So I'm going to give John a call, but I'm calling him from Discord, so everybody has to give me a little leeway here because it may not work perfectly the first time. Everybody knows what time it is. It's time for the one and only... Mr. Famicom Box himself. That's because Tyler tells me to call him that. Retro game enthusiast. John Mothergrabbin Young. Uh, for a second there, I thought you were just going to... Uh, you thought I was going to use my like, swears. Everybody didn't. knows what time it is. Done. <laughs> I, I probably should have. It's 10.07 p.m. here. Oh, Jesus. 9.07 yeah, where you're at. Oh, 9.05. Wow, you must have got an extra two minutes. He did. Maybe my clock's uh, fast. Oh, 906 now. This is almost as riveting as the weather stuff. I oh. wonder if it's still hot yeah, in I California. Was, yeah. Yes, need Johnny. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Young, how are you? I'm pretty good. Um, I've been left alone in a house with two cats. Yes. And uh, it's a lot more chores than I remember. We, we should say John's wife has taken a trip to Poland. She's, she's Polish. And uh, I saw that she was in Krakow. And uh, a lot of other places. So yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's having a good old time. Thank you for confirming her travel. <laughs> yeah. All right, sure. So what are you up to, man? Do you pick up anything else? Or sorry, have you picked up anything? Uh, yeah, I got a another two hundred Famicom uh, games, which I'm realizing that about every episode I have like another two hundred Famicom games. So. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If I had to ask you to estimate the number of Famicom carts you have in your possession, what would you say like that number on is? Me? Not, like I mean, right like, now, let's like say pockets and stuff in empty, your home, empty the pockets in your home or any storage facility you may own. I, I, I no longer have any storage facilities, which is amazing. That's the beautiful That's thing great. owning a home. So, um, man, so I, I probably have like 700 and some unique titles in my collection, excluding Famicom disc games. But That's I also unique. keep multiple copies. So when I pick up a complete in box, I tend to leave that as the complete box and then uh, have a loose cart for my um, card catalog. So, so let me ask again. Sure. How many cartridges would you say <laughs> that you have total in your home? Uh, for Famicom specifically, probably about 2,500. 2,500, I see. Sweet. And then Jesus Christmas. Let's say. Let's say how many Famicom disc system discs? That's a lot. That's a lot. So yeah, so I'm, I'm at about 150 Famicom disc games for unique titles. Some right. of them are two sided. 
Um, but then I have a lot more duplicates. So I bought a ton of sealed Famicom disc games, as you know, you've probably noticed from a recent pickup. One last. So, I know that. I think I have about 50 of those. And then I have a couple of cases. I need to just and come then, to Kansas City and hang out and go through your stuff, man. I hear yeah, they have great say, barbecue down there. I've I heard. would say 300 Famicom disc discs. It's okay. probably light. Okay. All right. Just, just curious. Okay. So I uh, picked up a couple of complete box Game Boy games from our buddy Joan Bone. Um, yeah, I Donkey saw that. Kong 94, which I'm excited because I had like a really bad box a while ago and then uh, loose copies. So it's nice to actually have a decent one. Madden 95, everybody's favorite Game Boy title. I've yeah. jumped onto that train. <laughs> yes, everybody's favorite Game Boy title, Madden 95. I know when I think about sitting down with my Game Boy, I think, man, let me snag that copy of Madden 95. That's usually what I want to play. Uh, the first year that uh, Kurt Coman couldn't play. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That's a good point. Man, that's, that's true. Uh, <laughs> anyway. No, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, one of the Famicom games that I got is essentially a horoscope game, so it's probably the equivalent of uh, Famicom's Taboo, okay. except yeah. for it's explicitly for uh, 1989. So if you want to know what your fortune was in 1989, and maybe if you have like journals, you could see how accurate it was. So you're just saying that the the answers that are that are generated are very. Uh, generational and specific to the era. Yes, because it's it's uh, what's uh, uh, astrology and specifically for 1989. I Some see. of the uh, 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 astrology, and I assume through that, uh, some of the reaching over to Japan is specific to not only the month of the year but also the year itself. That sounds like a that doesn't sound very good. I'm not gonna lie, that doesn't sound very good. I I wanted to open up another topic. We haven't talked about astrology on this episode yet. So. Yeah, you're right. We haven't. So anyway, what else did you get? Uh, no, that's good. If you want to smoothly transition into the uh, topic of the show. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. So um, speaking of astrology, many doctors practice astrology. Uh, yeah. I was going for the worst possible segue there. So tell me a little bit about your experience with Dr. Chaos. See, uh, this is another one of those games where I can appreciate the ambition. There's a lot going on. I don't know if Goonies 2 came out before or after this. Goonies 2 uh, was but, released three months prior to this. But, I mean, like, Goonies Versus was around, uh, you know, and then Goonies 1 was for the Famicom, and then I think there may have been an Atari game. So, I mean... It's got a lot of that kind of feel, except for everything is just a little bit worse. Um, yes, <laughs> a little bit. That's uh, that's one way to put it. Uh, I was hoping that the Famicom disc music would be like much better. It was decent, and I think they just filled in some of the uh, second sound chip sounds with just more bloops and bleeps from the NES sound chip. But I mean, other than that, it seems like they're pretty much the same game. I, I watched a playthrough. I did not play my copy because I did not want to open it. But yeah. I watched playthrough, and there wasn't a lot of uh, variance in the music. It was a little there were, like you said, there were moments, but in general, it was about the same. But 
Yeah, so all the ambition, the music, to Jay's point, like there's something good about the music, but it doesn't seem to match up with the game. And then it is very repetitive. And there's certain, like, I think once you go, uh, what is like the, through the portal, like into that backyard looking thing, that's kind of like, the music is almost there and then it just pulls back. Same with the graphics. Like some of those like sprites look like they would be cool if somebody would just spend a little bit more time on them. I, I think um, you could say that about just about every part of this game. The music is cool, but then it's like, okay, it just stopped or it took this bad turn. Like, it's fine, but then you're like, man, this could have been really good if you would have just had, like, a little bit more time with it, or maybe we're just a little more talented. <laughs> uh, same with those controls. Like, they're not great. They're, they're almost acceptable. And so the whole time I'm playing it, all I'm thinking about is other games that I like about it. And I, in my brain, I went into, like, this whole, like, would this be considered a Metroidvania if it came out, let's say, 15 years later? Like, how how do we kind of, like, that exploratory action kind of platformer thing, like, is that what makes it a Metroidvania? There's a lot of little aspects about this that I really wanted to like about the game, and there were enjoyable aspects. Some of the boss battles were kind of interesting. They weren't yep. fun, but they were interesting, like, kind of graphically kind of cool. The underwater levels were horrible. Like, for some reason, I got moon physics, and then, like, you know, bad guys just zipping around the screen, hitting me constantly. Yeah, like, um, you, like, and it has, it suffers from that, like, you get hit, and you get bounced back up in the air, and then the guy follows you, and you can't land because you get hit again, and then you keep bouncing in the air. Like, that, exactly. those physics are just the juggle, almost. Like, it's like you're doing a combo in Mortal Kombat, and, like, you can kind of keep the guy afloat until you can do something again. It's almost like that. The guy's juggling you. The fish is juggling you. <laughs> exactly. And so it's one of those games. And that's the other thing. And the, the frame rate on this can go real slow, real quick. Um, I, I didn't. So go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I won't get too far down that rabbit hole, but I watched a number of speed runs. And one of the things that they did is they had to ensure that they killed a proper big enemy. And because mm -hmm. if they didn't, it would slow the game down and it would cost them time. <laughs> That was a very common theme with the speed running. Yeah. And then for the Famicom discs and stuff in between screens wasn't horrible, but it was noticeable enough to kind of be a pain. The so, original the original loading screens. <laughs> the original now, loading time, right? Yeah. And yeah, literally. Yeah. Uh, and this is so to this game, I, I try to like think about like I, I try not to dock too many points from a game that's ambitious. I mean, like, I'm still thinking about it, whether or not, um, for me, it was worth playing. I think, to a certain extent, I like that I played it. But I don't know how many people actually put this in the, oh, that's the game I had and nobody else loves it but I do kind of situation. I'm sure there are those people out there, but I feel like this game has a smaller number of those people than... You know, I'm going to say that I haven't met one yet. And yeah. if we're going to meet oh. one, it might be one of the people that's on the panel of rating this game during this show. <laughs> so, like, I don't think there are a lot of apologists for Dr. Chaos out there. It's like it's like uh, Tengen RBI or uh, Silent Service. Every you know, like, it seems like there were copies of these games out there, but I don't know anybody that bought it originally. Right. It's and, the Top Gun Syndrome. Know. I call that the Top Gun Syndrome. Who bought yeah. Top Gun? I don't know anybody that bought it new, but everybody I knew had it. Yeah. Like, exactly. everybody has it, but they nobody bought it new. They all, it all just, it just appeared. <laughs> oh, 
Quick aside, is the sequel Top Gun 2, is that worth money now? Because that's got to be like the biggest like NES game. It's ever. like Bubble Bobble 2, right? For Power well, I'm Blade just thinking 2? because the Top Gun 2 movie came out like 30 years oh, after I the see. sequel to the game. The Maverick. So now yeah, everybody's I, clamoring for the second mission on NES. Yeah, I feel like uh, it's probably, I mean, like, obviously it was premonition. It knew that the movie was going to come out. Yeah, okay. Later. Fair, fair. So um, I'm just kind of, so. Are you I, just avoiding getting to your rating of this game? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> so it's got to be a two for me. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What did I read? <laughs> if you ask about Altered Beast and what you rated it, I'm going to strangle you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, no. Okay, I was okay. going to go for the Godzilla, uh, the first one. I feel like this is better than that one, but honestly, I felt better about the ambition of the first Godzilla than this one. I'm going to stick with two just, okay. to, just to make Tyler happy. So it's a two. Well, yeah, two. Very good. But if everybody else is two, then book bump me up to two point five. <laughs> you got it. If everybody else says it's two, it's two point five. Got it. And then you can just do the uh, like uh, when you're editing this, uh, cut out all this part. But then over my voice when I say, "Oh, it's going to be a two, you just like it's a two. <laughs> I'll put my own voice. I've always loved the Denver Broncos. Exactly. <laughs> yes, I've been a huge fan of the. Atlanta Falcons for my entire life. No, I remember going to Atlanta Falcons games when I was a kid. Yeah, I gotcha. Just say 2.5. Okay, 2.5. Perfect. I'll use that. <laughs> no, that's pretty much it. I did enjoy playing this to a certain extent, but it's almost like when, uh, what is it, like Purgatory, I think in the good place, uh, one of the characters said something along the lines of, Everything is horrible, so it's just like just a little less than enjoyable. Or since Default Gen is in the chat, it's like when he was talking about Ozark. It's like uh, Breaking Bad, but everything's just a little bit worse. That's 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 a good way to put it. <laughs> this is just like Goonies, an acceptable game, but just a little bit worse. All right. No, no, no that's that, that's all for me. Have John rock out with his cock out? Yes. Yes, we do. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. You don't have to have your wiener out, John. It's okay. Uh, I appreciate the uh, allowing me to be comfortable in this scenario. Song's going to end, guys. It is going to end. <laughs> all right, John. Thanks right, for guys. coming on, buddy. All right. Later. Rock and roll legend, John Young, retro game enthusiast. The one and only. All right. Let's call our friend Robbie. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, it's time for 8-Bit Supremacy Robbie Coleman. That's not as bad as Lords hey. of Thunder. Mr. Coleman, how are you, sir? Uh, I'm all right. I got to say, um, the Lords of Thunder thing, while as much as I love that game and the soundtrack, doesn't really suit John that well. 
And that's not a diss to John either. I just feel like he's not a Sega CD guy, and you need something Famicom-ish for him. We'll keep working on it. Yeah, just keep working I on just, it. I just went with John as a badass dude, and that was a badass song. That's my logic. I'm okay. sticking to I see, it. I see the logic. Yeah, I see the logic. I'm not trying to micromind, micromanage your podcast or anything. There can only be so many bad dudes on the co- on the co- on the yeah. podcast. That's yes. the word I'm looking for. Uh, yeah, the podcast. The the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Robbie, how you doing, buddy? Oh, sleepy. Sounds like it. I'm doing, doing sleepy. <laughs> I did appreciate um, you playing his intro and then him yawning as soon as it was done. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was all hyped up and excited, then I heard him yawning. I was like, oh, he's he's bored to tears. I I don't blame him. <laughs> So how how you been? Did you pick up anything recently? Any any pickups before we get to the subject at hand? I got I finally got a skeleton crew manual I bought off of eBay, um, which was like the only missing Genesis manual I had for my CIB Genesis collection, which is I don't even know how many. I got like almost four hundred Genesis games or something. Nice. It's the only one that was missing a manual and it was killing me. Looking for it for like five years and I finally just Pulled the trigger on a cart manual listing you, on eBay. You did the right thing. I'm going to tell you. I know, dude. I we know, talked I about just, it, like, but that's the right yeah. move. You're never going to... Finding those oh, yeah. are, are just... They're not going to come up by themselves, or they're going to be in a complete box, or they're going to be like you got like a carton manual. That's yeah. the only way at this point. And then you just sell off what you had. Not to that's me, though, because I, I won't do that. I have, an extra, I have an extra cart now that I have to sell to somebody, because the listing was like 125 bucks for a carton and manual, and I was like, I had just made 275 off selling some random ass Game Boy game that was on my shelf to a guy on Instagram, which I was, did not even know was worth that much. And I was like, I don't need this. Sold it. And I was like, well, then used uh, a, a chunk of this as some fun money and buy myself that damn manual. Wasn't well, that DJ? Did you sell it to DJ? Yeah. Yeah, he seems like yeah, a good dude. Yeah, I follow him. Yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was a Daffy Duck game by Sunsoft for the Game Boy. And I had like a mint completed box one. Some other guy on Instagram was selling his. 275 and i was like oh no shit that's worth 275 and so i just was like <laughs> i do I that. Saw that the dj guy was a backup claim on that post so i like slithered in there <laughs> i love that that's the best when you're like hey man maybe you didn't get the first one but you can get the best one <laughs> <laughs> mine's actually nicer than the one the guy was selling so lucky here that's what i'm saying you slid right into his dms and offered him something a little nicer <laughs> right, that's right that's what i do that's how i roll like i don't know anyway um Cool, very. That's awesome. I think, yeah, I think that's all I got for collecting. Because you know, I don't kind of be under my rope with acquiring games, and the ones yeah. that I want. Well, the games, the games I want and need are like so expensive. I need to wait for like the perfect opportunity. I can't just go online and buy it. So you didn't get like Moto Rotor for the Turbo Graphics sixteen like me? No, but the other game you picked up is awesome, Ninja Spirit. I've heard it's good. That. Yeah, it was. It was Great. a. It was a, like a ninety dollar game. I think I wound up getting a, again same thing, like the ten plus ten percent off on it. Um, but I think I probably paid somewhere in the neighborhood of 80 bucks for that game. And I've heard it's good. I wanted to play it. So I'm excited about that. It is. I played, I haven't played through, uh, many TurboGrafx games all the way through, but that is one of them. Yeah. Very cool. So it's enjoyable that and, um, legendary apps, blazing lasers, you know, all the staples that fits right in there. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to check it out. I'm excited for that one. I got, I've got the, um, EverDrive for, for like an old, it's probably eight years old, right? The EverDrive I have. And it's actually perfect for turbo. Cause I don't give a shit, right? I just want to put it in my express or I'll put it in the thing. And I, and I, uh, and I was playing moto. That's how I played moto rotor. I'm like, why am I not playing Ninja spirit? That's what I thought when I played it. I'm like, 
I knew this would be terrible. Motorola is ambitious, but it's not great. So, but it's it's a fine game, but it's no Ninja Spirit. So, all I can think of is Roto Rooter when you say that. I know Motorola is a guy. terrible name. It's a terrible you know, I'm name. Looking at, I'm looking at my notes here about today's episode, and I had this dumb idea to pretend as though you guys were calling me and we were talking about Dr. Mario and I was going to talk about how much, <laughs> I love Dr. how much I love Dr. Mario on ranging pills and it's a puzzle you know, game and clearing lines. It's one of my favorite games I played growing up. Wait, whoa, like, whoa, whoa. Oh, hold on, Robbie. Hold on. This isn't about Dr. Mario. I, I mean, I wish it was. What in the fuck? <laughs> it is about Dr. Mario. What are you talking about? I'm done. Where are you leaving? Why are you leaving? I thought we were talking about Dr. What? Mario. <laughs> Okay, we, we would be better use of our time to talk about Dr. Mario. What does that mean? <laughs> Elaborate <laughs> well, on that point. Since, since you asked, uh, <laughs> while that I'm here, that, I, that means that I highly dislike Dr. Chaos on the NES. Spoiler alert. No spoiler. Uh, this is your moment. Shine, baby. Shine. Well, I guess it's a spoiler for Tyler because Tyler literally DM me the other day. He's like, you're going to give it a high rating, aren't you? You're a trap. <laughs> He said, he, 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 end quote, he called me a trash lord in terms of uh, the <laughs> NES games I like. Oh, I'm, I'm using that. I'm writing that down. Trash lord. I love it. Mm-hmm. That's like trash boat. Boy. Do you ever watch a regular show? We're titling this episode The Trash Lord. The Trash Lord. Well, might as well be. It's Dr. Chaos. Go on. I mean, admittedly so. I definitely, uh, you know, been an apologist for a lot of objectively bad games, but this one. No dice. I'd draw a line on that. <laughs> this is it. This is the line of the same. Dr. Chaos I mean, is where I do. draw the line. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Go ahead. I want to hear I want to hear about this. I'm sorry to interrupt. So I rented this game from my local mom and pop store or mom and pop video store back in the day, like everyone else, probably because of the box art. Before I go any further, we're gonna talk about how absolutely phenomenal the box art is and how it has probably duped hundreds upon thousands of people into playing this awful game. I cannot disagree with you at all. It's amazing. It's great. It I, looks like a, you know, a cool horror movie or something. I don't know. It's just, it's really good art. And the name is cool. It has everything you want it to have to be like, man, this is going to be sweet. I should rent that based on, you know, judging a book by its cover. It is not any of those things. It's not, it's, it's not good. I don't know. I, I don't. I, you, do you, it's like you don't even know how else to say it, do you? There's, I don't know how else to say it, but okay. you can't mince I rent, words. I remember, I remember. I remember renting the game and then getting it home and then like just being absolutely lost because I didn't. You know, it's one of those games where if you don't have a manual, if you, you, don't, you don't. There's no real direction on what to do, and it's like a weird mix between Shadowgate or Deja Vu or one of those types of point-and-click games and um, a crappy platformer, I guess. And I kind of like the idea of that conceptually. I'm like, man, if they just fucking ironed out the platforming on this game and made it good, like program that aspect of it good, I would be into it because that's really what kills it for me. I agree. The hit detection terrible. You're fumbling through the controls. You get so fucking pissed off because you die so easily and then it sets you all the way back. Oh, there's like a spooky creaking door sound over there, you guys. <laughs> it's all ambiance over fact. here, man. Is, is that is that Doctor Chaos? That's Doctor. Ca- that's Doctor Jin Chaos coming in here. The eccentric <laughs> physicist himself. We found him. Um, yeah. So 
uh, you and I talked on the phone a few days ago about this briefly. We've um, never spoken we were, outside of work. <laughs> but you and I both kind of mutually agree that it's like Friday the 13th syndrome, like the game Friday the 13th. Yes. Where it's like there's a lot going on. They were, they were biting off a lot and way too much they could chew. I ambitious. Guess, but, An ambitious, ambitious project. Ambitious is the word. Yes. I mean, Friday the 13th, I think that game's good, but people agree with me on that. That's, that's a misunderstood one. This one is not misunderstood. No, I don't think good. there's much to not I understand. I understand it loud and clear. <laughs> exactly. I understand exactly what's going on. Um, I actually, so, so back to the rental thing. I rented it, played it. It was kind of lost, fumbling around. I just would try, and I was like, just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I get frustrated. And then the weekend would be over, and I'd have to return it. And that was my experience of Dr. Chaos. And I was like, okay, well, I barely even made any progress. And then I had to get it back to the rental store. So that's that. <laughs> when I got older, I started collecting NES. And I was like, one of the first games I went towards, because you always gravitate towards the games you kind of remember that you experienced growing up. And I, I think I, I bought it, but I never actually like played it again until a few years back. And I think I hated it then. And then when you guys uh, suggested this as an episode, I kind of groaned. I was kind of like, oh, man, I got to play Dr. Chaos again. So I fired it up the other day. I was like, all right, I'm going to fucking like give it an honest, fair shake and play it. Like kind of like how John over there played two hours of Godzilla 2. <laughs> I knew that was going to come up. <laughs> I knew it. I was going to try. I was like, even if it sucks, maybe maybe I'm misunderstanding it. Or I got to like break through the wall, then it'll be good. But yep. I, mm. I, I played a little bit. I beat the first boss, I think it was the first boss. I think you can choose your path, but like I beat a boss and then I took a password down and then I was like, I'm going to play it another day. Come back to it. Cause I've, I've had enough for today. My, my threshold is reached. And I uh, came and then the, the second time I had to play it, I just like felt like it was a giant chore. And as soon as I powered it up and I was like, I was so irritated that you have to keep, like you said, reacquiring the gun and some health and this and that, only to like get your ass kicked in some bad platforming level. Exactly. Exactly. I just, and I just literally was like, I can't do this. I literally just so, smashed, smashed that power button right off. And I was like, I'm done. Going to play something else. And then I played Skeleton Crew and I had a blast. And, and that, that you, I heard that's an A plus Genesis game. For me, it might not be for everyone else, but, but that's fine. That game's off. So yeah. then, if that's an A plus Genesis game on a scale of one point to five point I laugh as I say five point <laughs> Where what? would you say this would land for you? So right before you guys called me, I heard someone guess that I was going to give it a one point five, and even though I am slamming this thing left and right, I'm still going to give it a two two point for its ambition. 2.0 conceptually it, like, everything about this game is good except the actual game if that makes any sense like, it does if it was programmed correctly and like done well and polished conceptually it would have been, it's awesome so it would have been a good time and people would have remembered it fondly but they just dropped the ball on it so it's a two for me and that's a very generous two i yeah, are you doing the point. are you doing the punk rock thing where somebody guessed your score and you're like, well, now it's not that score anymore. Now it's two. No, I originally had two in my mind, but then once you, when you guys said that, I was like, you know, maybe it is a one point five for me because like I really did not enjoy my time with it at all. But 
I don't know. I think I just like the idea of it enough to keep it bumped up to a two because of the horror theme and the box art and, you know, the whole package deal, not just the game itself. Like everything, I don't know. I was thinking with two just because that's what my gut went with. And I don't know. I, I guess it's not like broken. You can like play the game. Unlike, unlike Godzilla 2 where I felt like I couldn't I'd do anything. The real question is, do you want to? <laughs> I can play it, but do I want to? <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I was only half a point off. I gave you a two point. Or I give you two point five. Oh, okay, I did two, so two's fine. I'm sticking with two. All right, but like, like Friday Thirteenth. But the thing is, Friday Thirteenth. Sorry to digress. Everyone kind of hates that game at first because they don't understand it. It's just kind of the same thing. Like it just kind of like doesn't explain anything to you. You're like just thrown into a game with. There's no linear path, and you just wander and get like you, these fucking rats run across your feet and keep hitting you, and you get pissed off because you can't even kill them properly. Like the little regular ass enemies, and I don't know the whole like point and click thing is tedious just because it's like a lot of room exploring for like barely any payoff. There. Agreed. Unless it, it's like you just keep searching rooms and then you find like a vial of like help. Like, okay, and then you like I don't know. Maybe All it gets right. a little more in depth. Maybe it gets in depth later. But yeah, I, I, I got news for you, bud. I, I, I watched I enough playthroughs. It it don't get no more in depth. Okay, it's the same. <sighs> anyway, all right, two point oh it is. I don't. Want, I'm not going to get too far yeah. down my opinion yet. I'll get to that. I, I, I gotta say though, for some reason, you seem to hype this episode with this game more than any other good game we've reviewed. So I'm trying to be well. First of all, like I said to you, when the product is weak, you overproduce. Okay, but I am trying to be, as we said, a bit more active on social media. So I'm trying to be a little bit more involved. We got the uh, we got the set all decked out for Halloween. I thought, let's take advantage of that. Let's put some pictures up, you know, do some cool stuff. And I need to be more in that mode with every game, not just this game, because all the other games deserve it. <laughs> who, who picked this game? I think I did. I don't know. Did I? Pick I it? certainly did not. You guys know what I picked. <laughs> it must have been me. I don't know. <clears throat> So we're getting two, two episodes for Halloween. Hey, I shame, picked Ultra shame. Beast, damn it. Shame on you, he said. That's a good game. We need to revisit that, dude. I'm no, no, we don't. No, we don't. Yeah, you guys are fucking dicks. Part of, part of what we're going to do is an end-of-year review of the reviews, and when we do that, we'll discuss our our, our scores and have a have an open discussion about what our thoughts. Our disdain for Altered Beast. So anyway. And people people are still up in arms about the Altered Beast episode. People, man, three. There are three people. people. Robbie, Tape Flipper, and one Robbie other guy. Me, me Probably all in 64 fans. Yeah, exactly. Robbie and two of his friends are, they're going to, they're up in arms. They are aghast. <laughs> <laughs> they can't believe what's, it. What's, what's the name of that fucking boss in that game? I don't even remember. Some weird name. <laughs> Norbert or something. Yeah, sure. It's Norbert. <laughs> what the fuck is it? <laughs> Nuff, Nuff, look it up. Nuff. Nuff, that's Fucking it. Nuff. Nibs. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, yeah. 2.0. Game is bad. Don't ever play it. If you already haven't, just save yourself the trouble. Perfect. All right, man. Yeah. Later, man. Have a Later, good day. Guys. Bye. See you, Robbie. We gotta get the volume up. Because it's the one and only Trash Lord himself. 8-Bit Supremacy, Robbie Coleman. 
So, Jay, if I were to ask you your opinion about Dr. Chaos and request that you apply a score to the game from 1.0 to 5.0 in 0.5 increments with one being the worst, give me your personal experience, whether you played or watched somebody played or watch a playthrough and a score on that grading scale. I'm just going to rip the bandaid right off. It's a one. <laughs> I didn't even give you the I'm opportunity sorry, to lean a back. A one what? One. A one point. One. One point one? That's no, not a, it's, not even, <laughs> it's not even getting a point. It, it's one. It's a 1.0. It's a 1.0. 1. 1. 1. This game is trash. What else do you have to say about it? It's trash. That's it. I, that's it. Is that, is that, so your, your, your review is, this is garbage 1.0. When, when I play a game... Or watch somebody or watch play a you. game because it's so bad I didn't even play it. When we do that, and I, I look at it, and I go, wow. Well, we're just going to keep the joke going here with the Altered Beast thing. My Altered Beast score just went up. It means it's pretty goddamn bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 1.0. This game is trash. <laughs> the music's good. The intro is good. Like, the actual splash screen on the intro is good. It's cool with the little lights coming on the rooms and, like, yeah. the guy with the knife and somebody going, ah, and then blood coming out in the skull. That's cool. That's literally the only redeeming thing of this game. After you hit start, this game sucks. <laughs> it says press start, and you're like, no. I, I don't want to do that. No. I don't want to. I just want to watch the intro. No, thank you. Watch that for, like, 20 minutes and shut it off. I do not want it. So, All right. So we're good. You're done. I'm done. That's right, it. Moving One. on. So I'm next. And then we're going to do Sashimi Z. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's what I say. I'll give you my review and I'll give you my score. Actually, I'm going to do it the other way around. I'm going to give you my score. This game is a 1.5. Okay. For all of the reasons that Robbie said. Damn, okay? I was half off on both. All everyone. All the reasons that Robbie said. Robbie and I share the exact same opinion on this game. Everything about this game is good and cool except the game. Everything. The artwork. You talked about the splash screen. Tyler makes a great point. You get to see somebody get stabbed to death in the, in the splash screen of an NES game. Right there. Then normally they would have scrubbed that right out with the U.S. version. Like everything about this game. The music is not like legendary, but I do like it. The game just sucks. It's so ambitious. The only reason it's not a 1.0 is because of all the things that go around it and also that it was ambitious. They tried. They wrote a great story. Michael Chaos? That's one of the greatest names in the history of video games. Like, that's the great... I love that name. Dr. Jin Chaos and his brother Michael Chaos, who just stumbles into his the eccentric physicist mansion to defeat mutants and assemble a laser to destroy a farting lion. Like, it's great. Everything about that speaks to good and great. But the game is so bad, I can't get past it. This is one of those games, like Robbie also said, and I, I'm, I know I'm echoing his review. You played this as a kid... And you're like, this can't be as bad as I remember it. Just like the reviews we read, just like Robbie said, I'm going to give it a fair shake, and I'm going to sit down and play this game in 2022, 34 years after it was released in the U.S. I'm going to play it with open eyes and be fair to it, and I couldn't fucking do it, man. We played that game for less than 10 minutes, and I'm like, this is fucking stupid. We watched a playthrough, and I thought the same thing. <laughs> I thought the same. I was like, I watched it, and I'm like, 
oh man, and we'll talk about it, but people speed run this game, and I'm like, <laughs> I just felt bad for them. <laughs> I was just thinking, you know what would make this game better? If it was on the N64. <laughs> for our uh, friends in chat, I was in the Marky Mark and Maddie Ice, Maddie Ice and Marky Mark podcast earlier this week and said, they mentioned how something would be better on the Nintendo 64. And I thought to myself, that's a sentence I never thought I'd hear in my life. <laughs> this is better because it's on the Nintendo 64, he said. And I was like, no, no, never heard that one. <laughs> you're not, but you're not aiming for the stars here. That's why I say this game might be better. And then I think about it, and I'm like, you know what? Actually, it is better than just about any N64. Wouldn't game. it have to? Well, I was going to say wouldn't it have to look better, but I don't like looking at video games that look like, you know, you're looking at them through a pair of goggles underwater with Vaseline smeared over them. That's true. But anyway, so yes, it's a 1.5. That is what I give it. And again, I try to listen to everybody's arguments or discussion about this game, and I feel like it literally... It, Robbie said a lot of what I wanted to say. As he talked, I just kind of kept nodding my head and thinking, yep, <clears throat> that's how I feel. It's one of those games where I, it can't be as bad as I remembered, but I was wrong. I know I'm older. I don't remember everything as well as I used to, but I sat down and I remembered this game sucks <laughs> pretty quickly. And it really does suck because look at that box art, man. He, I, I completely agree. It is amazing. If that was like a horror film, I'd be like, no matter what it's about, I would love it. Whoever drew that, I don't know who did the art, but I want a poster of Dr. Chaos. That is such, like you've got this skeleton who has organs like lording over this guy in like this fishball looking view of this Michael Chaos. Whose blood is that? Is it his? It is, is it his enemies? Is he just rifting his hand through his enemy's blood? Or is he running from this, all these, there's like Krang over on the right with like a needle in his yeah. head. Look at no, no, I'm looking he's at got it. like a needle, like a hybrid. Like this is terrifying stuff. Whoever it's got the did Avenged the Sevenfold guy on the top of it, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's why I'm surprised it's not better. Anyway, so that's where I'm at. One point five. So that's it. So we're gonna go to Sashimi Z's review. I'll read it. You're gonna read it. Yep. Okay. So Sashimi Z says as as follows: quote. Combine the blood-curdling action of Ghosts and Goblins together with the contemplative gothic puzzle adventure of Shadowgate, and you would get a game 100 times more awesome than <laughs> Dr. Chaos. FCI loved the idea of first-person exploration, but had no idea what to do with it. So in between actually playing the game, you just get to open cabinets and tap walls in a disorienting series of samey brown rooms. For your effort, trial and erroring through the first-person bullshit, you get a mediocre platformer, which isn't so much awful it is, as it is completely not worth the effort. Why put yourself through this when games like Metroid and even Castlevania 2 are right there? Dr. Chaos has interesting ideas that combined absolutely don't make it greater than the sum of its parts. Should it get credit for being an old, innovative game that's rough around the edges? No. 1.5 out of 5. I can't disagree with anything he said, other than he doesn't mention how about how amazing the box art is, which I think he would agree. But that's all that matters nowadays. Nobody plays games. They buy them, put them on the shelf, and look at the box art, because usually they're encased in acrylic. So, you know, what's the matter? So, Jay, with the reviews in pocket, tell me where you can play this game today. In the trash can. <laughs> oh, I mean... If you lived in a dumpster... <laughs> You can unfortunately still play it on the Nintendo. <laughs> and also, unfortunately, you can still play it on the Famicom disk system. That is true. So, that is it. That is it. That's the only places you can play it. 
So what should we do I'm next? Surprised they didn't put it on like the Switch Online. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why is it on the NES collection on the Switch Online? I don't understand. Uh-huh. Well, you probably couldn't get the rights for that baller ass artwork. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what should we do next? We got collecting. You want to talk about some collecting? I think we should talk about collecting next. I think we should. Perfect. You want, you want, to, you want to talk about some collecting? As a matter of fact, I do. All right. It works out because on my paper here, that's exactly what's next. So I think Matt from the Matty Ice and Marky Mark show are saying that GoldenEye is worse than Dr. Chaos. It must be. It's on Nintendo 64. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> sick burn, bro. Sick burn. Let's talk about collecting this game. This will be brief. Okay. okay? Because that's the only reason you, you mean should there's buy a this. lot of collecting on this. It's the only reason you should buy this game. What's a lot of graded version of this? I'll tell you. I'm don't, so interested. Don't to you? Know. Don't you worry. I'll get to that. Eleven dollars. There's really only one version of this game. There's a that's hard to as 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 ubiquitous as this game is in any store's NES pile of games for sale. Every store that you go to will have Doctor Chaos for sale. It will always be there, and you'll always be like, "Oh, Doctor Chaos. That sounds like it could be good." And then you remember, you remember listening to this show if you're one of the 12 people who listen, okay? And you stop and you go, whoa, they said that game is not good. That's why it's still there, okay? But there's only one version of this game. I have to assume there's at least 10,000 copies of this game floating around in the world. I wish there were less. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) this game loose will cost you 10 to $12. Again, if you're collecting. That seems kind of steep. Do not buy this game to play it. Buy it because you like the label or the end label or because you need it for your set, but don't buy it to play it. Okay. So in theory, you're saying this should be like a miniature poster for you. Is what you're the way you should look at it or a a piece of artwork. It's transcended from being a game and to being a collectible. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, A CIB copy, depending on condition, 40 to $50. I actually purchased one. I didn't bring it up earlier during collecting, but I got this game while I was out with Kaylin. I obviously had a loose copy. It did not have a complete one. Saw it at one of the stores and picked it up, for, I think, for about 35 or 40 bucks. And it's and pretty nice. And regretted it every day since. No, I'm super happy because I didn't plan on buying it to play it. Oh, too sure. Yet here we are. Yet here we are. Sealed, I couldn't find any data on. I'm going to be honest with you, though. It didn't really matter. <laughs> no. As the sealed market continues to regress to the mean and, and, and come back to earth of what, like, I'm now seeing people selling NES lots of games sealed on high-end game, you know, uh, groups on Facebook and that kind of stuff, because people have finally started to figure out that not every sealed NES game is a gold mine. So, like, when I point over at my Golgo 13 8.5A that's $150 when it costs you, I don't know, 50 to 75 hundred dollars to grade it it should tell you everything about where the graded game market is especially for a game like this that has no cachet no intellectual property nothing about it other than the the art itself that is intriguing i would love to have a sealed or or a graded version of this game but i wouldn't pay more than 100 bucks for it (laughs) you know what i mean i just i just wouldn't so i guess that was the next question i was going to ask do you think it would cost more it's hard graded Then it's worth? Mm, it's probably somewhere in the middle. <laughs> but but anyway, population report. There's 20 of these on uh, WADA's pop report. The highest and best grade is a 9.6A+. There have been three sales of this game over the past uh, three years. Mm-hmm. So in 2019, a 9.4A sold for $516. In 2020, it was Mar- uh, May of 2020, a 9.0B sold for about half of that, 288 And then... A better grade than the one that sold in 2019 in June of last year, 
a 9.4 A plus sold for $384. I'm going to bet you that that game, if it went up for auction today, that 9.4 A plus, which is not the best version, but it is a good version, would probably sell in the neighborhood of 200 to $275. It would. I don't think it would break $300. Maybe. So you think 2019 was definitely its plateau? I mean, like, or I guess I should say it's peak. A, a plat, yeah, I was gonna say a plateau is generally perceived as high. A peak can be like just a small deviance from the norm. Yeah. A plateau is too high. So yes, it's peak. Let's say it's peak. Right. So let's a little bit about green. There's not much to talk about here, other than there's a single version. A loose copy won't cost you much. You, sh- if you're buying it for your set, you should. If you're buying it to play it, you should not. The end. So Jay, speaking of not playing this game, tell me about the speed running of this game. <laughs> All right, everybody, get ready, get comfy. We can probably stop. How many? How many players have there been? Oh, a whopping four. Four. Yeah. Four speedrunners on speedrun.com. And how four. many runs have there been total? Believe it or not, one more than the amount of run players. Five. So, so somebody did it twice. Yes, one Got of it. those four people did it twice. Got it. So What's, that that should tell you a lot. Tell me, tell me a little bit more about. So any percent, and that was probably the oh my god get this done now was done by <laughs> was done by conophone con anaphone con anaphone con anaphone bananaphone spell it out yeah con like from star trek con sorry uh anaphone and he did it in tw- he or she did it in 25 minutes and 15 seconds that's about 20 minutes longer than we played it <laughs> uh they did it october 24th 2020 and they're still weeping over playing it for that long I'm joking. They probably put a little bit of effort in. I it. have to give the speedrunners of this game credit in that at least they are attempting to get through this thing as quickly as they can. Okay. We did watch one speedrunner and it was pretty painful. It's just hard to watch yeah. because the game itself is not fun. It, no. it doesn't look great and it doesn't control well. Right. No. I can see what they're doing to manipulate and got try and expedite, but it doesn't make it interesting yeah. or fun. So and all also, that info was from speedrun. Sorry. Speedrun.com. That's okay. I will also say, Godzilla 2 had four speedrunners, but 66 runs. Godzilla 2, Jay. That's true. So that's all I got to say about that. That's true. All right. So, Jay, I think that's a show. I think you're right. I think we did it. I think we, unlike playing the game, discussing it, we actually got to the end. (laughs) Or past five minutes. (laughs) True. How much, how long have we gotten into this one? Got here. A couple hours. It's longer than I expected for this game. This game is <laughs> shit. Um, you could have speedrun it six times by now. <laughs> the, the time on this game? The time you could have speedrun it five times. The time we spent on this game is better than my score. Longer than my score. Either way. I digress. So are we going to talk about our next episode? Yeah, let's talk about our next episode. So we're going to stick to the Halloween theme, right? Since we're in October. No idea what you're talking about. We are in October, and there's... Actually, I got a, I got something I want to do real quick. Me and you are going to give a, give one more score here before we wrap this up. So Sarah was so nice to come in tonight and decorate our set for us for Halloween. You can clearly see that. I want to give, and I'll even let a couple people in here in, in the chat give a couple scores. Out of, from a one to a five, what is your grade on the decoration she's done? I'm going to go five, 5.0. I think it's pretty damn good in here. Yeah, I like it. What do, What do you think? I I have to abstain from voting because I did a huge majority of it. 
So thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. What did you do? Everything except for these little cobwebs. That was why I got the 5.0. Okay. If it didn't have those, it would have got like a 2. Okay, cool. So I got a 2. Yeah. I don't believe you, you liar. <laughs> Can we talk about the coolest thing that's on this set? Besides all the little cobwebs that she sure. did that are amazing? What's that? Our little ghost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's Rob, man. It is. He's got a little face cut out of everything. It's awesome. I love that. I made that. That's nice. Thank you. Where'd you get the candelabra from? Meyer. Oh, who put that up there? Me. Damn it. <laughs> I did that. Try to make you look good here. What else did you do? I did the spider web. Oh. I told you what you did. Spider webs look pretty good. <laughs> Obviously the best part. Best part. If it wasn't for those, it'd be trash. It would. You know what it would be? Dr. Chaos. It would. It would, be. it would be a 1.5. The spider webs make the splash screen. So tell me all about the next game we're going to do. What are we going to do next and when? Do I get to say it? Yeah, go. Oh, I'm excited. I actually picked this game, so I'm excited. I know. We're doing Splatterhouse for the TurboGrafx. That is correct. We're going to do Splatterhouse. Super excited about it. TurboGrafx 16, October 19th, so two weeks from today. Yep. And I no longer. Nine, and hopefully 9 p.m. At one point, I, well, hold on. Uh, hold on. At one point, I was going to have to travel to Chicago, but now I do not have to. So that's oh. good. So yeah, Splatterhouse, October 19th, two weeks from today. We will be back at nine, regular time. Tyler probably shouldn't watch that one. I feel like the scores are going to be pretty good. With Tyler who? The creator? No. Default Gen, J-E-N. Default what? Default Gen, J-E-N. You mean the retro gem miner? Oh, I do. Oh, shit! Ah! Mom! Mom! He must have heard we were going to do Splatterhouse. Bad games only, he says. Bad okay, games. don't tune don't tune into the next episode. That's a good game, Tyler. All right. So, so we're the I digress. Jay, let me ask you this. Now that we know what the next episode will be and what it is, where can the people listening to us now find us? I hope Valdor's tuned in. Because you know we have a link tree. I I need more details on what that means. Oh, a link tree is you can go to this web address and it will link you to all of our social media pages. And the link tree address is actually linkter.ee forward slash lost joystick. And it's on our pen. It is on our pen. Is linkter on there? Linkter.ee linkter? forward slash lost joystick is, is on the pen. It is. And if anybody wants a pen, just let us know. I've got some to ship out. I've got a list of people who are they're going to go out for. I will make sure that they do. But if you're interested in a pen, all you gotta do is send us a DM, follow us, and I will ship you a pen, and God knows what else. I've got a lot of overflow right now, people. Send me a message, and I'll send you some stuff. He does. It's true. All right, so the link tree. Yes. Beyond that, what do you got? Um, and then if you just go to our regular social media, so uh, Instagram and Twitter is Lost Joystick, and Facebook and Twitch is Lost Joystick Network. We also have our email address, which is info at lostjoystecknetwork.com. And if people haven't noticed, I'm trying to start to use the Twitter and Facebook accounts. Trying to link what we do on Instagram with all of them. So just... We might have to expand our social media. We might have to... I think we might have some things in the pipeline. our reach. Yeah, I think we might have some things in the pipeline. I'm trying. So, anything else? I can work on that, too. Thank you. I'm just saying I can... You, you Yeah. And whenever I feel like I need something done, you're the guy I come to. That's pretty depressing because you never ask me for anything. These TVs don't hang themselves. Touche. (laughs) 
So I think that's it. Yep. <laughs> Can we thank John and Ribby for being on the show? I want to thank Ribby to be for being on the show. And John, thank you, Matt and Sarah, for joining us in studio. Chefish is funny. He said the wheels are coming off. They're, the wheels were never on. We never tonight. had wheels. So anyway, with that. Parking box. I will say, go out there. Have fun. Be safe. And be excellent to each other. <laughs>